This podcast sponsored by Cherry Hill Volvo. A Cherry Hill Volvo and XC40 can be leased for as low as $459. And an XC90 leased for as low as $629. The Cherry Hill Volvo offers are very aggressive. Spring into Cherry Hill Volvo for incredibly fabulous offers. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5.30 minutes of non-stop talk. With Rich Zioli. College presidents under fire. What will the president of Penn do? Will she be out of a job? That is the question. Governments are spying on Apple and Google users. How are they doing it? I will share the details with you. And the House has decided to censor Congressman Jamal Bowman, but why aren't they kicking him out of Congress? After all, he actually was found guilty of something. Pulling a fire alarm. Unlike George Santos, welcome back to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. It is great to be with you on this Thursday night as we are heading towards the weekend. Uh, And by the way, Philadelphia refuses to call it a Christmas tree at their annual tree lighting ceremony. Uh, Chris Tremalier from the Washington Examiner sent this to me. I'm grateful that he did. But uh, it's 2023 and the phrase Christmas tree is still too offensive and triggering for the Democrats in Philadelphia's government. While we live in an era with Democratic political leaders expressing a cult-like devotion and rampant commitment to inclusion, the left-wing government officials who control the city purposely excluded the name Christmas from its annual tree lighting ceremony last week. Instead, the city referred to it as a holiday tree in press releases and advertising that promoted the event. A holiday tree. I'm not shocked by this. Of course, obviously, they hate using the word Christmas. But what I don't understand is that by saying it's a Christmas tree, which it is, because in the Christian religion, they use a tree to symbolize Christmas in some parts of the world. What who gets hurt by that? It's like saying it's a Hanukkah menorah. I mean, who gets harmed by that? No, no one. No, no one gets hurt by that. The only time you have to worry is if the government says we're only having a Christmas tree and we're not going to turn around and allow any other religious symbols or expressions. But to, to not use the name of what it is, that absolutely makes no sense. That's a, it's a happy menorah. A what? A happy menorah. Don't you mean a Hanukkah menorah? No, no, no. A happy menorah. It's a, it's a, it's a candelabra. Why don't you just call it a Hanukkah menorah? Why, why are you being so coy about this? Like, we know what it is. We just say it. But this is what the left does. They, 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 they play with language. They play language games all the time. They, they do all this stuff. Diversity, equity, inclusion is all about that. It's about manipulating language to get you to say the things they want to say and to not say the things that they don't want you to say. It's a gigantic manipulation game. <coughs> Be very careful when people use words to manipulate you, either by omitting things or by adding extra words to things as they try to get you to not 
focus on something. (coughs) Words are powerful, excuse me. And uh, very often for people to avoid a, a straight answer to a question, they'll throw word salads in your face. And they'll they'll throw those word salads in your face as a way to try to get you to forget that question you even friggin' asked them. The left is famous for doing this. They're famous with just throwing words at you and hoping that it'll make your head spin. And they do it all the time. And they have and and and, and they obviously they I'm not saying there's a war on Christmas. I'm not trying to do a war on Christmas show. I'm just simply saying it's a war on language is what it is. It's a war on language. To, ju- to say it's not a Christmas tree, when it's a, clearly a Christmas tree, trees are used as part of the Christmas tradition. There's nothing wrong with saying that. It doesn't hurt anybody. It doesn't hurt anybody to acknowledge that. It doesn't hurt anybody to use the word Christmas. Like, no one gets harmed. Nobody gets harmed by calling it a menorah. Nobody. Like, I'm not going to walk by and see the word menorah or Hanukkah and 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 be triggered and feel as if in some way my religion has been sullied and the government is oppressing me or, or anything else. Nobody gets hurt on that. I mean, I'll give you another point. If you want to say it is a because um, a lot of times now the, the Satanists will sue. The Satanists will sue governments all the time to say that they deserve to have their their whatever it is in front of it. You know, like their satanic temple or whatever, their satanic crown, whatever the hell they have. I, I have no idea. But either way, I mean, this, the Satanists are famous for this. but. They like you call it what it is. Just don't stop with the game. Stop with the word games. Just say what what it is and stop with your nonsense. It, nobody gets hurt by saying it's a freaking Christmas tree. No one. Um, let me share this with you here. Now, this is very interesting here. So the government of the United States of America spying on you. No question about it. If you use Apple or Google. And this is according to United States Senator. Ron Wyden. And Ron Wyden's very good on this stuff, by the way. He really is. He's one of the best. Ron Wyden's one of the best on calling out the government on the spying stuff. So unidentified governments are surveilling smartphone users via their apps push notifications. In a letter to the Department of Justice, Senator Ron Wyden said foreign officials were demanding the data from Alphabet's Google and Apple. Although details were sparse, the letter lays out yet another path by which governments can track smartphones. Apps of any kinds rely on push notifications to alert smartphone users to incoming messages, breaking news, and other updates. These are the audible dings or visual indicators users get when they receive an email or their sports team wins a game. What users often do not realize is that almost all such notifications travel over Google and Apple's servers. Now, that gives the two companies unique insight into the traffic flowing from those apps to their users, and in turn puts them in a unique position to facilitate government surveillance of how users are using particular apps. And he wants the Department of Justice to repeal or modify any policies that hindered public discussions of push notification spying. In a statement, Apple said that Wyden's letter gave them the opening they needed to share more details with the public about how governments monitored push notifications. Quote, in this case, the federal government prohibited, prohibited us from sharing any information. Now that this method has become public, we are updating our transparency reporting to detail these kinds of requests. Google said it shared Senator Wyden's commitment to keeping users informed about these requests by the Department of Justice. 
But why is the Department of Justice doing this? Uh, because they love to monitor us. That's why. Because we live in a freaking police state and the government loves to monitor us. Let's just call it what it is. Cut through the BS and say what it is. The government loves to spy on its citizens because that's how the government exercises control over all of us. A government that is tyrannical will always know what, what the people are saying about it. Really? You always got to know what somebody's saying about you in life, right? It gets annoying when you don't know what they're actually thinking or saying about you. Well, a tyrannical government will always know what the people are saying about it. And it will not like it, and it will do everything it possibly can to try to shut you down. You Just shut you down so that you can't say mean things about it. That's how that works. That's how it goes. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. It's really kind of simple. Um, it really is kind of simple. Uh, let's see. Jeffrey on Twitter saying right now we'll do a Cherry Hill Vavo social media check-in. I think it's funny how Christie criticizes Trump's choices of people while being the guy who suggested them. Very good point. Uh, he was also the guy that first backed Trump of the mainstream candidates back in 2016. Uh, let us see this now. Um, MAGA MAGA man says, Rich, I wondered and studied this for a while, and I still cannot say who in fact is in charge of not only America, but Global activities that try to influence the changing of America and our candidates who should run for president. Please tell me your thoughts. Million dollar question. Uh, thank you, Mega Mega Man. And thank you to Cherry Hill Vavo for our social media check-ins. Cherry Hill Vavo, where relationships matter. Obviously, we know that our relationship with you on social media matters. And that's why you should follow me on Twitter at Rich Zioli and interact. Dan C. reminded us of Dirty Joke Friday with Evil Irv. Homer was the best. Maybe we can bring that back. Why not? We could probably do that. You guys got any jokes for me? Got any dirty jokes for tomorrow's show on Friday, huh? Huh? Uh, probably can't say I'm on air. Well, Irv Homer did for years. I mean, Evil Irv did, so why can't we say it for years? Huh? You've already had to dump yourself once today, Henry. Why not a second time? <laughs> I don't need the FCC, you know, crawling up my back. That's oh, why. you're a wuss. You know that? You're a big baby. <laughs> You're a big baby. They're bad words. Well, we can make them subtle, right? I mean, it doesn't have to be in your face about it. It could be subtle. That's uh, not my type of comedy. All right. Oh, by the way, do you have the uh, the trailer from that animated oh, yeah. cartoon? Here, let me pull that So up. the Daily Wire, yeah, they just did a movie called Lady Ballers, which is, I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm, I'm probably going to watch it tonight. I'm going to try to stream it tonight. Uh, looks hysterical. The Santa saw it. He liked it. Looks very funny. And it's all about men. So what's it about? Tell us, tell us, you saw the movie, DeSantis. Tell us what it's about. Yeah, so it stars Jeremy Boring, who uh, I believe is the co-founder of Daily Wire. And basically, um, he decides, he's a former high school basketball coach. He was a national championship coach. Since then, life hasn't turned out quite so uh, so great. He's decided to get the whole crew back together like 20 years later um, to try to... Um, I guess, find the magic all over again. They realize pretty quick that they are not able to compete against other men because they're old <laughs> and not talented. Uh, so they come up with this scheme to compete against uh, against women. Interesting. All right. Well, um, I can't wait to see it. And now they're doing an animated show on The Daily Wire. And, and who are some of the people behind this? Either of you, jump in. Yeah, so this is uh, Adam Carolla. He's, uh, he's behind this. Uh, and as I was saying yesterday, it's... Uh, him, Patrick Warburton, uh, Danny Trejo. There's a lot of big names attached to it. Actors as well as people at the Daily Wire like Megyn Kelly and Candace Owens. Roseanne Barr, too. Roseanne, yeah. 
Uh, and it's basically, it's a show about, it's called Mr. Bertram. It's about a no-nonsense teacher navigating Teddy Roosevelt Junior High with his family, Wendy, Eddie, and their stepdaughter, Jeannie. Partnering with his friend Gage, Mr. Bertram faces off against the dynamic advocate for change, the fanatical just, social justice warrior, Carponzi. Interesting. Yeah, so there's a lot of people attached to this, a lot of names, uh, and it actually looked pretty funny when I watched the trailer. All right, let's take a listen. What's your name? Jump into the first one. Rolling, speed, action. Sawbuck's looking a little chubby wubby. So I bought him some new food. It's organic and vegan. Dogs are supposed to eat meat. They're descendants of wolves. You ever see a vegan wolf on the Nature Channel? I'm a vegan. <laughs> Coffee is for closers, ladies. Listen up. Hey, don't make this a prison hug. Don't do anything stupid. Earth in last year. I'm a heteronormative, cisgendered white male. For which I apologize. I'm black, and that used to be enough. But I'm also bilingual, and I'm non-binary. We're the army. We drink more before 9 a.m. than you Navy pukes do all day. He rubbed all the fur off his emotional support ferret. The damn thing looked like a four-legged penis. Charity and work. Two words that should never go together. Like women and opinions. I want a burly man. They're salty and make me dizzy. Sorry, I just need to find a thingy to fix my gaming chair. When I was on the construction site, my chair was a five-gallon bucket. It was also my toilet. <laughs> hey, I'm done. I'm going back to bed. Thanks a lot. <laughs> There you go. 855-839-1210 on Twitter at Rich Zioli. That sounds good, actually. By the way, John Fetterman um, had a stroke, and now he's sounding like a conservative all of a sudden. He's asking why Bob Menendez is not being booted out of the Senate, the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, uh, which is a great question. You know, they kick out George Santos. They've, they've censured Representative Jamal Bowman, who pulled the fire alarm. Matt, can you find for me the time that Jamal Bowman denied pulling the fire alarm? Can you, can you find that, that audio clip in the archives? Um, I still can't believe that 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 Jamal Bowman, who now has since pled guilty and he's got to pay a fine and he gets community service or something. And he did it to disrupt Congress. He did it to disrupt the vote that was happening, which is uh, interfering with an official congressional proceeding. He just gets censured. Santos, who has been convicted of nothing, is out of the House. They booted him out of the House of Representatives over charges and allegations. They didn't like his voting record. And Bob Menendez, who I don't think should be kicked out of the Senate. Don't get me wrong, but I do think he should be off the Senate Foreign Relations Committee because he gets all those briefings. And John Fetterman's been hounding him on this point, hounding on the point of how is it fair that George Santos gets kicked out and you still let John Fetterman, I mean, uh, uh, Bob Menendez in there. In fact, here is Pennsylvania Senator John Fetterperson paying George Santos to make a cameo video for New Jersey Senator Bob Menendez. I feel like I'm living in some alternate reality. Take a listen. Hey, Bobby. Uh, look, I don't think I need to tell you, but these people that want to make you get in trouble and want to kick you out and make you run away, you make them put up or shut up. You stand your ground, sir, and don't get bogged down by all the haters out there. Stay strong. Merry Christmas. Wait a second. That's 21? That that's that's that George Santos. That's him speaking. Yeah. Oh, but it says Senator 
That's but Fetterman paid for that. You're saying, yeah. So George Santos is now on Cameo, um, which is the platform where you can pay celebrities to make custom videos on your behalf. And he paid John Fetterman paid George Santos to make this video for um, Bob Menendez. Amazing. <laughs> well, now Fetterman is defending. Uh, reasonable border talks as fellow Democrats fume. The Pennsylvania progressive comments follow his staunch support for Israel's war in Gaza, which has also befuddled some of his typical allies on the left. You got to wonder if John Fetterperson's stroke has now forced him to move a little bit more to the political center. He said, um, I hope Democrats can understand that it isn't xenophobic to be concerned about the border. It's a reasonable conversation and Democrats should engage. He said, honestly, it's astonishing. He cited the nearly 270,000 border encounters U.S. Customs and Border Protection reported in September. Honestly, it's astonishing. And this isn't a Fox News kind of statistic. This is the government. You essentially have Pittsburgh showing up there at the border. John Fetterperson. His remarks come as Democrats increasingly stiff arm the border talks for skewing too far toward Republican demands. And they're even more striking, giving his status as a longtime vocal advocate for immigrants. His wife, Giselle Fetterperson, was a so-called dreamer who came to the U.S. from Brazil when she was seven years old, a story he highlighted in a video during his 2022 Senate primary. So John Fetterperson now uh, coming out there and saying that, honestly, it's astonishing, and this isn't a Fox News kind of statistic. This is the government. So you essentially have Pittsburgh showing up there at the border every day. You got you to just wonder what happened to Fetterperson's brain. And, and and the other thing to watch about this whole thing is I, I know that some people thought that by calling on Menendez to go, he was doing some sort of a favor to Phil Murphy. And by the way, Josh Shapiro is raising money for Tammy Murphy, King Philip the Unaccountable, his royal rugness's wife. But I don't know. It just seems to me as if you 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 don't need to do any little tricks to get rid of Bob Menendez. Bob Menendez is, is not going anywhere. I, that's not what this is about. I think John Fetterman really believes, if I can say this, that it's just unfair what happened to George Santos. I, I, I really do. I think, I think, I think Fetterperson really believes what he's saying about the border. How, who knows? Maybe the guy's having a political transformation. I mean, you know, it's like you have a you have a stroke, and maybe you see things differently in life. It's very possible. I think they've made movies about this before, right? Haven't they? Didn't they make a movie about somebody who had a stroke and they? completely changed their outlook in life or something, or maybe it was Harrison Ford was in it. The Mosquito, not the Mosquito Coast. Wasn't oh, there a movie like that? was a movie where he was shot in the head, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it's the one. He was a terrible person, remember? Yeah. And he got shot in the head, Yeah. and then he tried to be a better person. Is it, it like, that's what I'm Henry. thinking of, right? I don't know why. Yeah, it's Regarding Henry, I think, is the name regarding of the Regarding Henry, yes. Huh. I don't know. Maybe John Fetterperson is uh, is correct. But uh, but again, they kick out George Santos. They don't like his policies. He's not been convicted of anything. Menendez is there. Jamal Bowman has been found guilty of pulling the fire alarm, not for the charge of disrupting a congressional proceeding because they didn't charge him with that. But, you know, the minor little nonsense slap on the wrist that they gave him. But Jamal Bowman, this is what he originally said when he denied that he did this, when he denied that he pulled the fire alarm for the purposes of trying to stop Congress. Take a listen. Uh, do you still stand by your statement that uh, fire alarm was an accident? You know, I don't know why this has gotten so much attention. I was literally just in a rush to go vote, man. That's all it was. 
I was just in a rush to go vote, ma'am. That's all it was. So that guy's now been censured by the House, but still in the House. Still in the House. Still there. Still there today. You see the double standard? I think that double standard infuriates people. It really, really does. It infuriates people. <clears throat> here is, um, let's see if I can give you this context here, if I can do this. Let's see here. All right. Iowa voters reacted to the fourth Republican debate. This is another clip. I gave you Atlanta voters. Here's Iowa voters reacting to the fourth Republican debate last night. This is the NBC News Meet the Press special with Kristen Welker. Cut number 12. There are candidates here, and I want to start first with Angela, because this is your first time watching the debate. You are a Trump supporter, and so I want to know, what did you think of what you saw tonight? I thought there were a lot of fireworks going on. It was interesting to watch the candidates interact, and Trump is still the winner. Trump is still the winner. Why? I like the policies. I like my retirement fund. Build the border. Drill, baby, drill. Uh, the America's future is very bright under Trump's leadership. There you go. That's an Iowa voter reacting. Now, of course, you're going to find voters of all stripes, but um, nevertheless, there you go with that. Um, on this point, though, about about George Santos, Bob Menendez and Jamal Bowman, isn't it funny how Republicans, there's actually consequences for them and there aren't for Democrats? Don't you notice that? Doesn't it seem very glaringly obvious to you that there are consequences for some? That there are some people who absolutely get in trouble and others who don't. And the only difference seems to be their political party. The only difference seems to be their political party. DeSantis, you sent me a text. You were saying that you think that if Vivek isn't running for Trump's cabinet, he might be running for something else. Yeah, maybe Ohio Senate. Do you think there's 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 really truth to that? I, I it's just me speculating. There's nothing to back that up. I, I just it seems as though he's hell bent on getting his name out there. I, I mean, realistically, he's he, he was in studio. He's an incredibly smart guy. He knows as well as we do that he's not going to win the presidential nomination. But those debates are an excellent way for him to get his name out there. And uh, he's uh, from Ohio. I imagine they'd be pretty excited to vote for him there. Interesting. That is an interesting take. Henry, what do you uh what do you what do you think about Vivek? It's his face that bothers you, right? Were you saying that before? <laughs> no. No, I'm actually of all of all the candidates that aren't Trump, I, I do like Vivek the best, but yeah, I would I would just say he's probably going for a cabinet spot. You think so? Yeah, just dragging everyone down. No, I was going to say what I was trying to say earlier is that when he called out Nikki Haley for not knowing any of the regions, you know, in Ukraine, her face was just a look of shoot, you're right. I, I don't I don't like it was it's bad. So I, I applaud him for doing that. I agree with Henry. I, if she had been able to name any of those provinces, she would have because it would have ended Vivek instantaneously. So it would have been yeah. the most viral clip from that mm -hmm. that entire debate. Instead, the most viral clips are of her getting kind of blasted. By yeah. Vivek. And Christy obviously came to her defense. He kind of threw himself on that grenade to make sure she didn't look bad. I don't think Christy. By the way, if he throws either. himself on a grenade, he'll protect entire cities. <laughs> I'm just making that point. <laughs> I'd feel sorry for the grenade. <laughs> it's the first time I actually felt sympathy for a grenade. What did that, what did that grenade do to you to deserve that, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry, you were making an intelligent point. A cogent point, and I went off a tangent there. No, I was just saying, I don't think Christie would have been able to answer Vivek's uh, question either. If he had been able to name those provinces, he would have absolutely named them. Did anybody, 
they they didn't even try to name him, right? They just changed the subject. Yeah, I don't think anybody named them. Yeah, they just changed the subject. That's what they do, and they don't want to answer a question. They just they just turn around and, and change the subject. They go, oh, look at cat, and they move on to something else, right? <laughs> the look of panic on Nikki Haley's face. Oh my. I mean, if Christy hadn't jumped in, she was going to have to respond because Vivek was calling her out. Um, it was pointing directly at her, and she just had nothing. She had nothing. She had ungots, as my people say. Nothing. Um, what do you guys think about paying NCAA athletes? That, that story's in the news as well. Like the universities paying them? Uh, no, I think they can get deals, right? Isn't that what right. the story yeah. is today? They can get... Well, so... This is it's all very confusing this this new like legislation they're proposing. Uh I th- I feel like some people feel that it would only uh encourage the bigger schools to essentially have a monopoly on all the athletes and like a lot of smaller schools would be left out and hung out to dry. I I don't I'm not well versed enough in this issue that I I know what I'm talking about but that's just what I've been seeing. Yeah. It's it's a very I mean, it's the Wild West right now in the terms of NIL and all that stuff. I mean, players. I mean, there's a record number of players that hit the transfer portal as soon as the uh, the regular season ended here for football. Uh, it was like well over 1,200 in the first, I think, 24 hours, which is just crazy. So um, it's the Wild West. Uh, the the method of which these players get paid is, you know, who knows? You well, know, they're suing now. Who's suing? The athletes. The NCAA added a new legal challenge to its already cumbersome caseload Thursday as a trio of college athletes filed suit against the association and its five most powerful conferences claiming that rules that prohibit schools from paying their athletes violate antitrust law. You know what we should get on about Batman DeSantis is Robert Bork Jr. Do you want to actually reach out to him this time? I brought him up last time about something. And you ignored me. I didn't ignore you. He, it was at the end of the weekend. He couldn't make that Friday work. But I'll, I'll shoot him an email and see if he can come on uh, maybe tomorrow. It's an interesting point, right? Is, is the NCAA a monopoly here in the sense that they have now said like, there's no other option, right? You, the, the, it's the NCAA or, or bust, isn't it? Kind of. I mean, there's no other organization that's you know emerging right now. So if you want to play college sports, you have to be part of the NCAA. There's, yeah. You can't. You can't say I'll, I'll choose to be in the. I mean, I know there's the NIT tournament for basketball. Well, that's but that's, that's still, different. No, that's still the NCAA. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's the no, lesser tournament. Division one, division two, II, division three. Those are all NCAA. But so, the NIT is the is the lesser tournament. Yes, it's the. You had a a good season. We'll. Not a great one, a good one. We'll Believe me, my play. beloved Terps have, have, have disappointed me when they wound up in the NIT. I think everybody feels that way when your team ends up in the NIT. Yeah. Feels like sloppy seconds, doesn't it? Yeah, no, totally. And that used to be the national championship back in the day. Yeah, but not in a long time. And no. March Madness has nothing to do with that tournament. You're not going to yeah, see people really sitting around betting on the NIT. <laughs> uh, there are dedicated fans to the NIT out there. and there Well, are people, people very bet ups- on everything. Yeah, well, there are people I, very I, upset They don't do office away. brackets for it. No. When March don't. Madness comes and everybody does their office bracket, nobody's like, oh, let's do the lesser one too. <laughs> do the NIT. Do yeah, the nobody does that. And when your team ends up there, you feel a sense of shame. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? No, because the only teams that like end up there. Like your daughter ending up on the pole. You're like, I failed. <laughs> <It's> what, the... <laughs> what did I do wrong? Yeah, the teams that end up there, you just missed the tournament from a good conference or you had your conference championship in sight and you, you blew it. You blew it. You blew it. And it's, it is, it is tough to win that tournament. Cause I think everyone's so dejected that they have to play in it. 
The the athletes who are representative by a couple of attorneys said that uh, there are literally hundreds of people involved in NCAA sports, but the only ones who cannot be paid are the athletes, which is which is which is a true story, obviously. The question, though, and there's two different points on this. One is the question of can can the school pay them? Can they get paid by the, the school? And then the answer to that is, well, the school gives them free tuition, free board books. It has value. And that's that can be enough. Okay, I understand that argument. But the question of using your likeness for something, this is where I have a real problem with any rules that prohibit somebody from using their image or likeness to make money. That I do not agree with. We can all have the debate about whether or not the school should pay the athletes because that's a legitimate argument to, to have. You know, if they're being paid, they're no longer amateur. Okay, fair. I get it. That's, that's fine. But if I'm really good, I play. I play. You know, I played basketball for Maryland. Do you know that I played college basketball? I, I find that hard. <laughs> I to did. Believe. I know it's true. I did, and my roommate was the mascot, and we used to beat the crap out of him. He would dress up as Testudo, and then we'd pass him in the stands, and we'd beat him up. <laughs> but I played college basketball. They they equate me to, and I'm pretty sure they stole this idea from me. You ever see the movie Invincible? It's actually not about Vince Papali. It's actually about me playing basketball for University of Maryland. <laughs> I don't know if you know that or not. You're a walk And I'm suing Vince and Disney for stealing my life story. But luckily, since Vince Papali's part of the Zioli army, I know he'll understand. And I love that man. Uh, but if, you, if I'm really good, why can't I sell a shirt with my face on it? Why can't I get an endorsement deal from, from Nike, for example? Well, you can now. Oh, you can? I, I, that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure what this is in regard to because people like like Livy Dunn Livy Dunn is a gymnast for LSU she's in a bunch of commercials nowadays uh Caleb Williams who won the Heisman last season in football he's in a bunch of Dr. Pepper commercials they are in these I I think what they're trying to do is maybe yeah try and get paid from the schools if I'm not mistaken on yeah because you get because it's that's what I'm saying it's the wild west and who knows where these kind of endorsement deals are coming from is I think yeah, you you have every right to get an endorsement deal if you're yeah. an athlete. Every right. I'm skimming the article now. It looks as though it looks as though there are, I guess, restrictions on what types of endorsements you're allowed to collect as a student athlete, which could potentially limit your earnings, obviously, and perhaps this lawsuit will address that. But yeah, to Henry's point, I think you yeah, I mean they're popping up in commercials all yeah. the time now. All right. Well, we'll 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 keep an eye on that one for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I want more clarification yes. on this before we talk about because even even I have no idea what what is going on. Yes. You have another clarification? No, I'm saying, oh, when, saying when, gonna... like when it is more clear what this whole lawsuit and this, oh, because gotcha. I real I really don't know. I don't understand what they're going for. Uh, all right, we'll talk more about that. I have um, a lot more to get to, though, regarding the college presidents who were grilled by Congress yesterday for allowing vile anti-Semitism to spread on their college campuses. Plus, Charlemagne the, the God says we don't need Biden to beat Trump. Hmm. Interesting comment from Charlemagne the God, uh, the God and uh, an astrophysicist and founder of Weather Action destroys the climate change narrative. I'm going to play that audio for you, and it's excellent. But I want to remind you, when it comes to the First Amendment, when it comes to these colleges, remember something. And this is a setup to my next topic. These colleges have been the censors. They have been the ones who have shut down freedom of speech. They have been the ones who have prosecuted people literally on their campuses for using words they don't approve of. Let's set the stage with that as soon as I get back. But first, guys, you have to make a decision here. Do you want to make her happy this Christmas or not? 
you do, then do what I did and reach out to pajamagram.com and order her the beautiful, comfortable, seductive, luxurious, naturally nude pajamas. This is the time of year to do it. And you got to get your special someone something nice. You need to get her Pajamagram's famous naturally nude pajamas. So good, so soft and luxurious, they sell out every year. Naturally nude pajamas are known for ultimate comfort and style. Soft, silky, totally luxurious. Better than lingerie with a curved caressing fit. And here's the best part. When you order naturally nude pajamas today, you'll get a free naturally nude nightie. That's a $75 savings on a deluxe two-in-one complete gift. And that's not all. With Pajamagram, you can even add gift packaging. It doesn't get easier than that, guys, right? You're going to get a free nightie. They'll wrap it for you. They'll send it to you. She'll be happy. She'll look great. She'll feel comfortable. And she'll absolutely thank you. That's an easy holiday gift, but you got to do it before it's gone because they sell it every year. So go to Pajamagram today for the naturally nude pajamas. That's the naturally nude pajamas at pajamagram.com. Make sure you sell that you tell them I sent you and please do this before they sell out. Pajamagram.com. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Okay, so, you know, on college campuses right now, you get in a lot of trouble if you say the wrong things. Like, for example, mandatory Title IX training tells Harvard undergraduates that they may be subject to disciplinary proceedings for sizeism, fat phobia, cis heterosexism, and ableism. Now, fat phobia, which is the fear of fat people, I don't know anybody who's actually afraid of them, but nevertheless, uh, cis-heterosexism. I have no idea what the hell that means. Matt DeSantis, you went to Harvard. What is cis-heterosexism? I don't, I don't know. Exactly. Using the wrong pronoun, pronouns constitutes abuse on these college campuses, and any words used to lower a person's self-worth are considered verbal abuse. Those are just a handful of the things the school told all undergraduate students in a mandatory Title IX training session, according to materials obtained by the Washington Free Beacon. These colleges have canceled speakers. These colleges have fired professors. These, these colleges have, have kicked students off of campus for their words. 
And now we're supposed to feel sorry for them because they're getting beat up because they're allowing all this vile anti-Semitism on their campus. Harvard fired Elise Stefanik from her senior advisory position because of her support for Donald Trump in 2020. MIT wouldn't allow University of Chicago professor Dorian Abbott, a geophysicist, from accepting a teaching award on campus because he once said he wouldn't allow the race of a student to play a role in grading class. Penn has basically prevented law professor Amy Wax from teaching classes on campus. Now, that's a really interesting one with the professor Amy Wax, because I'll tell you, there's been a lot about her, Amy Wax, there's been a lot of her in the news lately. And this is a really, really important point. This is a huge case of hypocrisy by the University of Pennsylvania. Penn Law School is going after her now for supposed racist comments. She's argued cases before the U.S. Supreme Court. But the one between her and her employer may be the biggest of her life. This disciplinary case will test the bounds of academic freedom and protections for academics. Last year, the law school dean, Theodore Ruger, asked Penn's faculty senate to initiate disciplinary proceedings against Professor Wax, saying she invited a white supremacist to lecture to her class and that she made inflammatory comments such as blacks have different average IQs than other races, according to a complaint filed with the university. Now, she has obviously denied this, but nine months later, the faculty Senate is still weighing actions against the professor who could be stripped of tenure or fired. The university would not comment on where the process stands, but Wax herself tells Axios in an email that no definitive date for the disciplinary hearings have been set. Wax says she and the school are still negotiating the hearings ground rules. She filed a grievance against the dean of the law school in January that could hold up the proceeding. She argues that the dean abused his power and punished her for freely expressing herself and says her case should be handled by bodies outside of the faculty senate because academic freedom is at issue per the grievance which was first obtained by the Daily Pennsylvanian. The last time the university fired a professor was in 2007 after the guy killed his wife. When Professor Raphael Robb admitted in 2007 to killing his wife, that was the last time the University of Pennsylvania has fired a professor. The law school dean says that Wax has a pseudo-scientific vision of white superiority and called her views anti-intellectual. He accused her of making intentional and incessant racist, sexist, xenophobic, and homophobic comments that eroded students' confidence in uh, that, that, that they would be treated without bias. Wax tells Axios that the dean's allegations are totally false and unjustified by any credible evidence. Quote, they know they have no legitimate complaints against me. They are clearly desperate to punish me for my opinions and political views. And they are duplicitous as well. In 2021, Penn hired Daniel Rodriguez, a former Northwestern Law School dean, to look into alumni complaints about Wax's conduct. He found no evidence from his interviews, that she graded minority students differently, denied them access to professorial opportunities, or singled them out for special ridicule or disparagement. Rather, I came away with the impression, he said, that it was the content and shape of her very controversial views on matters of race, culture, matters of remedial justice, and related matters, and her fearlessness in communicating these views that was deeply troubling to many, many alumni, alums, alums. She had 
different views on affirmative action and immigration. She was a regular guest on Tucker Carlson's show back when he was on Fox News. She calls herself a race realist. And she said she's a victim of cancel culture for telling uncomfortable truths about public policies. So here's a great point. Here you have a professor at Penn. They're trying to get rid of her for her political views. She's done nothing against students. She has not discriminated against anybody. She has not created a different playing field for anybody. They don't like her political views. They don't like the fact that she would go on talk radio. She would talk to Tucker Carlson. So they want to get rid of her. This is what I mean about your chickens come home to roost here. These colleges have not been bastions of free speech. These colleges have not been bastions of freedom of expression. They've been the opposite. They have been the places where ideas and thoughts go to die. Where if you're not embracing diversity, equity, and inclusion, then your thoughts are not welcome. If you challenge the intelligentsia or the orthodoxy, you'll be fired. You won't get tenure. You'll be kicked off campus. You know how many professors have come forward over the years to say they think climate change is a giant steaming crock of garbage. But if they say that, they won't get tenure or they won't get funding for their projects. So they have to say it. These universities have been the epicenter of cancel culture. So, no, I am not going to defend these college presidents who are now being called out because they they will find what Amy Wax does to be problematic but not what these anti-Semitic students do to be problematic. You can't have it both ways. Either you allow freedom of expression to flourish or you don't. They did not. They chose to censor and shut down and punish, and they chose to go after people. Harvard also notably rescinded an acceptance offer to Second Amendment advocate slash Parkland survivor Kyle Kashev. They, they withdrew the acceptance offer because he stands for the Second Amendment. So spare me the nonsense. Spare me the BS from these people. I have no sympathy for them whatsoever. I'm not going to run to their defense because if you have spent your time deciding what can't be said, and now people don't like what you are allowing to be said, you made your bed. You sleep in it. You created that. That's on you. That's on you. Here is uh, the University of Pennsylvania president trying to justify not firing faculty who have openly expressed anti-Semitic viewpoints. This is Representative Jim Banks questioning UPenn President Elizabeth McGill. Cut 18. Ms. McGill, the fact is that Penn regulates speech that it doesn't like. Everyone gets this. Uh, No one more than the faculty and students who know exactly where the lines are that they're okay to cross. Why? Why did Penn let Professor Ahmad Amala off the hook, who led hundreds of students in chanting, there's only one solution, Intifada revolution? Why does that professor still have a job at your university? Representative, our approach to uh, speech is as I identified, it follows and is guided by the United States Constitution, uh, which allows for robust perspectives. Uh, I disagree with the characterization uh, that we treat speech differently. Uh, and I can't discuss any individual disciplinary procedure. The same goes for Penn professor Ann Norton, who's repeatedly denied Hamas's worst, worst atrocities on October 7. Or how about Huda Fakhreddin, who romanticized the murder of over a thousand Israeli Jews as, quote, Palestine inventing a new way of life and clapped 
as a speaker said Jews should go back to Berlin and Moscow. Why does that professor still have a job at your university? I'm very troubled by what you're describing, Congressman, that kind of... Uh, you're speaking out of both sides of your mouth. You're defending it. You allow these professors to teach at your college. You create a safe haven for this type of anti-Semitic behavior. You said something earlier about anti-Semitism being symbolic of the larger society. Your university is a hotbed of it. And one of the reasons that we're seeing a rise of anti-Semitism as an unsafe environment for, for Jewish college students all over this country, you're largely responsible for it. You are largely responsible for it. He's not wrong. But, you know, the the, the question, though, is, is this is the president of Penn going to keep her job over all this? Here's her um, original testimony before Congress. And again, I have no sympathy. If you have decided what can't be said and now people don't like what you are allowing to be said on your college campus, you have to own that. It's just like what the, when when she defends not firing these professors, but she goes after Professor Amy Wax. Can't have it both ways. Can't have it both ways. If you're going to punish a professor for their political speech and their political ideology, but not punish somebody for expressing anti-Semitic views and ideologies, you're going to get called out on it. Sorry, but you are. And then there's no defending it because you can't turn around and say, I allow all expressions to flourish. You don't. Here's what she originally said. Cut 15. At Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking specifically calling for the genocide of Jews. Does that constitute bullying or harassment? If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. So is your if testimony it, that it, you will not answer yes? If it uh, is, if the, yes or becomes, no. if the speech becomes conduct... It can be harassment, yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? This is unacceptable, Ms. McGill. I'm going to give you one more opportunity for the world to see your answer. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's code of conduct when it comes to bullying and harassment? Yes or no? It can be harassment. The answer is yes. Now, this is the apology she issued when she realized now that they've lost, I I believe the the number is about $100 million in alumni donations after her disastrous performance in front of Congress. Here's her apology that she put out a video message on the school's social media page, Cut 15. There was a moment during yesterday's congressional hearing on anti-Semitism when I was asked if a call for the genocide of Jewish people on our campus would violate our policies. In that moment, I was focused on our university's longstanding policies aligned with the U.S. Constitution, which say that speech alone is not punishable. I was not focused on, but I should have been, the irrefutable fact 
that a call for genocide of Jewish people is a call for some of the most terrible violence human beings can perpetrate. It's evil, plain and simple. I want to be clear. A call for genocide of Jewish people is threatening, deeply so. It is intentionally meant to terrify a people who have been subjected to pogroms and hatred for centuries and were the victims of mass genocide in the Holocaust. In my view, it would be harassment or intimidation. For decades, under multiple Penn presidents and consistent with most universities, Penn's policies have been guided by the Constitution and the law. In today's world, where we are seeing signs of hate proliferating across our campus and our world in a way not seen in years, these policies need to be clarified and evaluated. Penn must initiate a serious and careful look at our policies, and Provost Jackson and I will immediately convene a process to do so. As president, I'm committed to a safe, secure, and supportive environment so all members of our community can thrive. We can and we will get this right. Now, thank you. That apology sucks. And even Elon Musk, as a Penn alumni, tweeted out and said the following about it. He said, I am a Penn alum, and this is indeed shameful. Again, it's very hard to defend these people when they have spent time being the arbiters, not the arbiters of free speech, but literally being the cauldron of cancel culture. You get what you deserve. You reap what you sow. And karma is a giant bee. Fourth and final hour, straight ahead. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st.
Toyota. Let's go places.